want to establish the fact just right up front, uh, very early here, that God is a God of grace. He's a God of grace. If he's anything else, he is a God of grace. And let me read in verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Christ Jesus came down to this earth, and we, and we looked at him, and we saw glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father. His glory looked just like the Father's glory. The spitting image of the Father's glory. Glory is of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace is a characteristic that God wants to be displayed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank You for being a God of grace. Lord, I thank You for uh, Your grace in my life. I thank You for Your grace in this church's life. Lord, for our, just Your grace in general uh, for our nation. We're so needy, so dependent upon Your grace. We take Your grace for granted so often. So Lord, today may we find a new appreciation um, for Your grace in our life in very tangible very practical ways. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God's grace is displayed. It's on display. In many ways, God has infused His grace to mankind into nature. Um, we, we know of God's saving grace, and we speak of God's saving grace quite often. We see that clearly in Scripture. But just as clearly in Scripture is God's common grace to man. And like I said, it's built into His creation. Um, it's, part, it's just fundamentally part of His creation, what God has put in there. And he mentions it, Christ mentions it, in Matthew chapter 5. You don't have to turn there. In verse 45, he, uh, it's a verse that you would remember. He causes his son to rise. Now, it's his son. His son. That, that yellow big ball out in the sky is his. But he is sharing that with us. And, he, and it says he causes his son to rise on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. And he causes his reign. It's His reign. It's, this is His universe. That's His water. We're borrowing it. He'll allow us to have that. That's part of common grace. And He does that for the, for the righteous as well as the unrighteous, as well as the wicked. Those who are fighting against Him, those who are rebelling against Him, He will still be gracious to them. That's a wonderful picture. But God's grace is seen, His common grace is seen really throughout uh, God's nature, even marriage. God instituted marriage. And Peter, uh, Peter mentions that marriage is a, is the grace of life. Marriage is, is just that wonderful uh, union of man and woman that God has allowed them to come together, enjoy that, that fellowship and, and have throughout their life and, and create a family. And even family, we could say, that's just part of God's grace. We deserve nothing. We deserve nothing. Mankind, he could have just uh, made mankind in darkness and, and really nothing to, to go with that, but he has been gracious to us. Food, the purpose of work, 
like I said, food, we, we can taste our food. Work, we have purpose. We have creativity in life, that things that we can do. He's given us health and even wealth at times. But one, I think, special way in which God shows His grace is in motherhood. And that's just common grace. It's nothing special. That's just He has built it in to His creation, common grace. We have someone to take care of us when we are helpless, when we are infants, when we are babes. We have a mother. Motherhood. Mothers are... Mothers play a special role, I believe, in God's creation. A very special role in God's creation. Uh, now, for decades now, we have spent uh, much time and effort trying to uh, disprove or uh, trying to uh, show that there's really no difference between man and woman. We have a society that's trying to disprove that, but it's so clear in Scripture that He made them male and female. We can't get away from that. Society needs to just catch up with God on that. Uh, but they, they haven't. They, they can't seem to grasp that concept. Yesterday I was uh, listening to the news in the morning, and uh, Amazon is doing away now with uh, their, the categories when you search on, uh, on, in their store uh, of boy toys and girl toys. And that's kind of a, a statement. They were also saying that uh, the, the dictionary, I don't know if it's the Oxford Dictionary, I believe that's what it was, is uh, instead of, um, they're adding a new term, instead of Mrs. and Miss or Mr., it's MX, for those who are gender confused. And they don't want to label themselves one way or the other, they're just MX. And we've seen that in recent history. Well, I don't know what I am. I might be male, I might be female. No, God made them male and female. That is clear in Scripture. We can deny it all we want. But it is tied, gender is tied to God's creation. Now, when we get to heaven, we will not have gender. Gender is not going to be an issue. But here on this earth, in, in this created body, we do. And God has designed differences between male and female. And I believe it's by, on purpose. Because I believe that, that God has certain characteristics that He wants to display about Himself in manhood, in masculinity, in the male. And I believe that there's characteristics of, about God that God wants to specifically display in womanhood. And I think, I think that mothers display that very well. We'll look at that today. But the two are completely compatible. They're not, uh, they're not in competition with one another, but they're completely compatible. It's the way God has made them. And God created the woman with a special ability for motherhood. A mother was the last of God's creation. It was the last thing that He created. And it was that, that's the pinnacle of His creation, is, is a mother. And I believe that God specially designed her body to produce life, to sustain life, at least for a little while. And He produced or He worked or uh, uh, designed her body for nurture and comfort. That's a wonderful thing. Today it seems like evolution, though, is getting the credit for that. 
And I think motherhood is, and we'll look at this a little bit, motherhood is, is being demeaned by, because of creation thinking. But creation does not get the credit for the way men and women are different because of the two genders. God gets the credit for that. And then man needs to step up and protect and provide and love and lead because of motherhood. Now, not every mother or not every woman is going to be a mother. I believe that there are some special, and according to Scripture, what we see in Scripture, hand-picked women that will not bear children. They, they're hand-picked, I believe, for God's glory. He has something else special, specially designed for them. And I believe that He hand-picks those women. But a mother is a special gift from God. Motherhood is a special gift from God. Many times we don't realize that until after our mothers have gone. I think that uh, we begin to, to realize how special a mother's love is, how special a mother's forgiveness is. And sometimes we don't realize that until after it's too late, until after we're, we're kind of grown and before you know, these things just don't settle into our mind. We just don't realize these things. But I think there's some things that are kind of attacking motherhood in general. First of all, I think just circumstances we can call it. But it really goes back to sin uh, that, uh, that is an attack on motherhood. Uh, some people don't get the privilege of growing up hearing the kindness of a mother. Hearing the encouragement from a mother. Being, being able to be held by a mother and helped by a mother. I think we see as a result of that, even in our own community, because of sin, because of drugs. Mothers are just giving their babies away. Mothers cannot handle their, their babies. So I think sin is, a, is, in general, an attack on motherhood. But I think society at large kind of demeans motherhood. They kind of look at mothers as second-class citizens. But that is not what you see in Scripture not what you see at all in Scripture. They would say that mothers need to be fulfilled in the workplace. They need to take on man's responsibilities and roles in the workplace. And they need to have that successful career to be fulfilled. And there's a huge push. There's a huge push on that today. But motherhood in Scripture is a high calling. And is not to be demeaned in any way. It's a high calling. It's a gracious gift to mankind. It needs to be preserved for society's sake. It needs to be preserved. I think, like I said earlier, I think that evolution and thinking through, uh, or, or just the thinking of evolution as, as it has permeated our society, I believe it has damage to uh, motherhood. It, it's just, a, we're just another animal, uh, they would say. It's just instinct. It's just, it's just part of what they do. Some animals do this. Some animals do that. And that's just kind of this, uh, this motherly love. Well, that's just, uh, that's just what they do. There's nothing special there. It's just nature, nature's process. Um, but I believe it's a special design by God. Mothers, women are especially designed by God. Not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. To be mothers, and they're different from men. You say, well, what about all of the exceptions? There's some exceptions out there. Well, <clears throat> the world uh, has been altered because of sin. The world has been altered because of sin. 
But motherhood is unique. It is unique and God has made it that way. God has made it that way. Motherhood is unique and I believe that it reflects God's grace. I believe that as we grow up, that God's design for the family, God's design for the male and female, the, uh, the mother, is a, it is the first picture that we get, that we see of God's grace. It's the first picture that we see of God's love, the first picture of, of forgiveness and compassion. It's from the mother. And it's built in. It's built into God's family. The way He's designed the family. The mother plays a special role in God's creation. And here's what I want us to see. God has designed His grace to be seen through the grace of a godly mother. He has designed that. He wants to, he wants to demonstrate His grace. He wants His grace to be seen. And He has designed this special woman, this special person to uh, display His grace. You could say it this way. Motherhood is a shadow of God's grace. Folks, it's a wonderful picture. It's a wonderful thing. Now, it's not perfect because of sin, but it is there. And I'm afraid that in our society, it's just, it's just being demeaned. It's just being squelched. It's just, uh, it's just kind of going by the wayside. Now, here's what a, the question we'll look at is, what, uh, what are some elements of God's grace as seen in motherhood? What are some elements? Let me just give you two, and then we're going to see how our response to those things should be. First of all, mothers just mothers sacrifice. A mother's sacrifice is the is the picture image of God's sacrifice. Mother's sacrifice is. I called my children down last night, and I said, "Now, how does how does mom sacrifice for us? How does she how does she do that?" Another question I asked them about this, just forgiveness and how does mom forgive, uh, you know, because that's, that's part of the sacrifice, the things that, that she does. But some of the sacrifices is that her own comfort. I mean, she gives up her own comfort for nine months and she carries this baby and it's uncomfortable for that long. She gives up her time to be able to do that. Many times she gives up sleep, doesn't she? <laughs> you know that. Now, dads, sometimes you give up sleep as well. She gives up her own body, like I said, to carry this baby. One of the illustrations that uh, my, uh, my children use was uh, she gives up food. She's got teenage boys. What does she do? She'll give them the biggest portion. She'll take the smallest portion. She gives up food. Sometimes she gives up a career. Sometimes she gives up money for, for children and sometimes even her own life. Her own life. And you know what? Many times we never show appreciation for our mothers. We never really thank them. We, we don't realize the sacrifice that they have done. Because we're oblivious to those things. We don't realize those things. Sometimes we don't even say, I'm sorry. Sometimes we don't even ask for forgiveness. And that was the other question. How does, how, when does forgiveness come in? I mean, we, we're just so offensive. It should be, it can be, so that we're, children are so offensive because there's such an, a sacrifice for mothers. And at what point do we, we say, I'm sorry? And so some of the questions, some of the answers that I got was just, when we break something, well, we say our, we're sorry when we break something. When we, uh, 
when we take advantage of her kindness, maybe when we bring somebody over without telling her that we're going to bring someone home, maybe in the morning when, or 3 o'clock in the morning when she's trying to clean up, throw up, vomit. You know, she just absorbs those things. And she continues to be kind. Isn't that a wonderful picture of grace? Sacrifice and, and, and being kind instead of reacting many times. But you know what? That is a picture of God's grace. It's a wonderful picture of God's grace. And we see that early on and we just take so advantage of that. We don't even see it most of the time. But we're learning that. That's a reflection of God's grace. That's what God is like. He is gracious. Well, let me, uh, if you want, turn over to Romans chapter 8. The passage that they've, uh, they've read to us earlier. Let me just read two verses out of that passage. Because I think these verses kind of sum up what I'm saying here about God's grace and it's reflecting in the mother. He says, Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, he says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Man, that's just like having this mom. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. He sacrificed. He sacrificed his own son for us. That thing that was precious to him. And, and we, he gave that to us, and we broke it. We broke it. We, he, it was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice for us. He loved his son, and he loved us as well. How will he who, how, uh, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Listen, if he sacrificed his son, that's just a huge demonstration of his love. Is he going to withhold anything from us? He's going to give us everything. He loves us like a, like a mother loves us. You can, you can see back in chapter 5, the Paul says this, while we were still helpless, at just the right time, Christ died for us. But God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, we were still fighting Him. We were still, we were still mean and nasty, rebellious, and, and He loved us anyway. He sacrificed for us anyway. Folks, that's an excellent picture of a mother's grace. It's an excellent picture of a mother's grace that just simply reflects who God is. It simply reflects God's grace. Now, sometimes uh, within a mother, and this is hard to see, but, but sometimes from time to time you do see it, sometimes uh, selfishness, sometimes pride within the mother, and they're not willing to sacrifice. They're not willing to, to give up anything. And they'll give up their son or they'll give up their daughter. They're not willing to sacrifice for them um, Maybe they have been mistreated. Maybe the, the husband has not treated them correctly or whatever. Men have not protected their wives. And they find themselves in a harsh situation and they become, they become so callous that they're not willing to sacrifice at all. And we look at that and we say, that's not a good mother. Christ, God is not like that. God is not like that. Now, let me just ask you, do you appreciate the sacrifice of your mother? 
Do you, do you think back and, and, and you, you see all that, that she did for years and years and years to sacrifice for you? Do you appreciate that? This is the day to do that. This is the day to, to call her up. This is the day to, to talk to her and say, I appreciate what you have done. But does it also, does it also cause you in your mind to think of God's sacrifice and what God has done for us? Do you, do you thank God for your mother? And do you thank God for His sacrifice? God was willing to sacrifice. Sacrifice is, is a picture of God's grace. It's a picture of mother's grace. Let me give you one more. Mother's nurturing or mother's love. We might say it like that. A mother's love. Now we see a mother's love in 1 Corinthians 13. And it, it depicts this so well. Love is patient and love is kind. A love is not jealous, it is, does not brag, it is not arrogant, it does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, it is not provoked, does not take into account wrong suffered, that's that sacrifice there, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. Listen, that is the picture, that is a great picture of a mother's love for that infant. You, you see that. You sometimes see mothers nursing and they have that baby close and it's a picture of just comfort and safety for that baby that baby loves that. That baby feels nurtured. That, may, that baby feels protected and is nourishing. It's a, just, again, it's a great picture of God's love for us. A great picture of God's love for us. Turn back to Romans chapter uh, 8. Let me read another passage from that. For I am convinced... That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature, created being, will be able to separate us from the love of God. Listen, a mother's love is so intense and so great, that nourishment that, uh, that the mother provides, but God's love is even greater than that. And I believe that every time we, we see a mother uh, nursing, that should remind us, that should be just a graphic picture of God's love for us. Now, again, let me just, let me just say this. Sometimes uh, uh, a mother's... Uh, sometimes sin comes into the, into the picture and a mother's not what they should be. Maybe because they've had such a hard life. It's such a, a life that is just beat them down and they just do not have the love. And they do not forgive when you break their picture. They do not forgive when you do things against them and they grow bitter and they, they uh, hold those grudges. And they lose their softness, don't they? They lose their, their motherly nurturing and their motherly instinct. And you know what? They're not pleasant to be around. Not pleasant to be around. But on the most part, mothers are loving. Mothers are kind. Mothers are nurturing creatures. And again, I believe that just that's a wonderful picture of who God is, of, of, a, of a nurturing God. 
What we see in Hebrews chapter 13 is uh, the author of Hebrews says that Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. That one that, that shepherds. That, that's the same picture. That's the picture of nurturing there. And that's again to reflect God's, uh, God's love. This mother is, this love of a mother reflects God's love. Now, how do we apply this? How do we apply it? I just want to take a few minutes just to apply this. And these are, these are things that I'm just trying to think through. In your life, how do you apply that? Well, let me, the Bible applies it. Turn over to Exodus chapter 20, a verse you know well. And this is the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 20, <clears throat> the fourth commandment says, Honor. Honor your father and your what? Mother. Honor. The first thing, as far as applying this honor, uh, this um, uh, God's uh, creation of motherhood, the first thing God says, I want you to honor that. And He puts that in the Ten Commandments. It's right there. You are to honor that mother that He has given to you. You say, well, that might be hard. That might be hard. I mean, can you imagine having Jezebel as a mother? And that wouldn't be fun. Or having a Mary, a Bloody Mary as the mother. Mom, I, I don't think you should be killing those Christians. Uh, well, that's not a good thing to say. Off with your head. You know, that can be a little sticky. But the Bible says just a, a blanket statement. Honor your father and mother. You say, well, how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, I like the way Adam honored Eve in, in um, Genesis chapter 3, Adam honored his wife Eve and he says this, he says, Now the, the man called his wife, wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. He gave her a title. It was Eve, the mother of all living. There's hope in that. She is, she is a mother that exalts that position. It exalts that position. It's a wonderful title. The mother of all living. Kind of reminds you of the uh, proverb. Proverb 31 woman. uh, Her children rise up and call her what? Blessed. She's, She's blessed. They put a title on her. She is a good mother. She is a great mother. Put a put the right label on her. I believe that honors the mother. Now, now folks, I believe that we have really done a disservice in honoring our older people today and particularly mothers as well. I, I just don't believe... I think we've, we've lost the concept of respect and, and honor. And for, it's for various reasons. But I think just putting a label, putting a title on, on someone for honor's sake is a good thing. Just because I want to honor you. So it doesn't really matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. But for the society's sake, it does matter. It does matter. We call her mother. We don't call her by her first name. We don't call her, you know, the old lady or anything like that. There's, there's a respect there. There's an honor there. We call, we rise up and call her 
We call her blessed. You say, well, that's kind of hard. My mother was not a soft lady. My mother was not nurturing. My mother was not very kind. She really didn't sacrifice very well to me. Then you honor the the uh, office of motherhood. <laughs> you honor that position that she holds. You may disagree with her. Maybe she's not the best mother. But you still honor that position. You still honor that position. Number two, there's another verse that I want you to know. And that's in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 27. <clears throat> and this is just by way of application. And then we're going to quit. Deuteronomy chapter 27. Here's, a, here's another way that we are to treat our mothers, this gift from God. <clears throat> and this is the negative. Honor your father and mother. That's the positive command. Here's a negative command. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27 and verse 16, he says this, Cursed is he who dishonors. The word there is, uh, is, is curse, really. Um, dishonors his mother and father. And all the people shall uh, say, Amen. It, it, don't bring contempt upon your mother. And Father, and we live in a day that we want to blame all of our sins on our bio, biology. We get that from our mother. Or we want to blame all of our faults on our parents. And, and look, we are not to treat them with dishonor. We're not to treat them with uh, uh, contempt. We're not to treat them with contempt. You know, I see so many people that are so embittered because of their mother. They don't, they don't respect the office of motherhood. They just know that was a bad mother. And so they don't respect her. They don't feel like that they have the, the responsibility to forgive. They become embittered against their mother. They become, um, they, they just many times take advantage of her or at least blame all of their faults and all of their decisions on their mother. And the Bible says, no, that is not good. You respect motherhood. You respect it. It is an exalted position in Scripture, and you respect it. You do not. Uh, you honor it for one thing, and then you do not bring any contempt toward that. Now we see in Proverbs. Proverbs is very clear on these things. But <clears throat> Proverbs chapter ten, Solomon says, uh, "This is the <clears throat> proverb of Solomon: A wise man makes his father glad, and a foolish son is grief to his mother." You become the person you're supposed to be. You become a person that pleases God and, and that should please your mother. That's a way to honor your mother. Now, we, uh, we have Mother's Day today. We have Mother's Day. Let me just ask our, our church, how do we exalt motherhood? I believe we do. I believe we do that very well. Look around. Look at how many mothers we've got. We've got babies. <laughs> babies. Tons of them. That didn't sound very good, did it? <laughs> but that's a wonderful thing. We have mothers right here. God has blessed us. It is a blessing to have children. Now, how do we honor them? How do we put them on this platform? Look, you are in a position of honor because God made you that way. And men and children, 
All of us need to rise up and we need to, we need to honor that position. There has to be a respect there that I believe that society is just draining us. The society is just wanting to take away. And I believe that every time we see a nursing mother, every time that we see a mother that's struggling in the, in, in the Walmart with, with 25 kids around the shopping cart, it just seems that way. And, and she's got all of these kids around this shopping cart and she's trying to hold on to them and not let them scatter. You, you praise the Lord. You praise the Lord for that mother, that example, that picture of God's grace, of a mother that is trying to, to hold this family together, to hold these children together, that's showing sacrifice and showing love. When you see that, you praise the Lord because that is a picture of what He is doing for you. You're, you're going to scatter. You're going to do everything. And, and God is like this. He's pulling you, pulling you in, pulling you in. He's, he's a wonderful mother. It's a picture of a mother. And when you see a nursing mother, you see that nursing mother, you just think of God's love. Think of God's love. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for... The mother that I had, the mother that you gave me. And just thank you, Lord, that she was a godly lady, that she, she had the right priorities in life. That is a blessing that I, I've taken for granted. And Lord, you have called us to honor. And, and that, that is something we just don't know very much about. Lord, teach us how to respect motherhood. Teach us how to respect our mother's. But Lord, even more importantly, help us to see that as a picture of your grace. Because you are a gracious God. You are the one. Mothers, they're not perfect. They, they try hard. They're not perfect. And the perfect illustration of you is in Jesus Christ. But yet, your grace is seen on a common, everyday basis through motherhood. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for that. Thank you for the grace of mothers. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.